You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode number 1146. If you think you need to go lower, your initial gut is almost always right. But once you know where you need to be, right? First of all, you should start lower than that number, right? Start lower and then have the seller negotiate you up, if possible, to the number that you need to be at. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. When in doubt, lock it up low. That's the topic of today's show. So today's episode was actually inspired by, number one, our current Novation Bootcamp students. And these uh, guys and gals are absolutely crushing it. Deals are coming out of the woodwork, and uh, we are doing deals with retail buyers for big, fat, juicy deals. But I can tell you one of the things that almost everybody struggles with is they say, Todd, what do I pay for this property? And so at the end of every coaching call, people get to you know bring their deals. Right. And so we analyze the deals and we put them into the different tools and we say, okay, I think you could pay XYZ. But before I actually get into, okay, Todd, well, what do I do when I don't know what to pay for a property? Let me give you a little story. Okay. So a few years ago, I walked into our office and this is when we were all working in an office together and not remote. And I walk in and we had three acquisition specialists at the time. And I hear a bunch of mouse is clicking. I don't hear anybody talking on the phone and I don't hear anyone listening, right? I don't hear the other voice coming through the phone because usually it was a small office. You could hear that. And I look in and I see all three of our acquisition specialists staring at the computer screen, clicking on their mouses. Now I knew the second I walked in there, we were in trouble (laughs) because we were not talking. We were not negotiating. We were not listening, all right? But we were stuck in front of a computer screen. I can tell you when that happens, you are not making money. It is the most dangerous place to be. The people who make the money are on the telephone or listening to sellers over the phone or meeting with a seller belly to belly, okay? Staring in front of a computer screen is a function of locking up deals or wanting to lock up deals too high. And so let me give you a little foreshadowing there. Okay. So I can tell you this, that uh, one of the stats that we have pulled in the past is talk time. And so people who have the most talk time, what I mean by talk time, it means that they're actually on the phone with the seller having a conversation. People with the highest talk time actually had the most revenue generated for our company. And I guarantee you that if you measure your talk time, the weeks that you talk to people are the weeks where you are making the most amount of money. So where am I going with this? Well, typically I notice that people get stuck on values. They say, Todd, you know, how do I know what to pay for this property? Or, you know, I'm confused about this property or this one's really, really tough. If you get to the root issue is for whatever reason, the wholesaler or the acquisition specialist or, you know, the brand new investor thinks that they should go lower on the property. And they've talked to a seller and the seller has quoted them a price which is higher than the investor, right? Meaning you listening to this or me (laughs) is willing to pay. So what do we do instead of conflict or negotiation or getting a no is we tend to get in front of the computer and look at the screen and click and go to various websites and think and ponder 
and massage, right? Until we finally convince ourselves that we can pay more for the property, at which point we lock up a property too high. We then try to go sell it. We can't do it. We let the seller down, let ourselves down, let our team down, and then we worked for free. Okay, now this, my friends, is a recipe for poverty. (laughs) So when in doubt, the topic of today's show, lock it up low. Now, don't worry, because I'm not going to leave you hanging in the wind here. I've actually got a couple of tools that I'm going to give you. So if you ever wondered how much you could pay for a property, number one, when in doubt, go low. Okay. Now, number two, going back to my acquisition specialist, right? There were, I remember all three of those people were typically, were pretty new at the time. And one of those guys was a real estate agent. He had a lot of knowledge of the market. He knew property values everywhere. He had taken every class known to man. And so he was like a property analyzation expert. And we had another person, his name was Pete, right? So Andy, Andy was the person who was a real estate agent expert who wanted to learn wholesaling. We had Pete who had no knowledge of real estate. He just wanted to make money. And he was hungry. He was totally ADD. I remember he used to eat uh, sunflower seeds in the office and spit them all over the place. Typically that made me a little mad, but the guy was making me so much money. Hey, I took the sunflower seeds. <laughs> uh, by the way, that's another lesson. Make exceptions for your best people. Well, I can tell you that after I did this coaching tip, Andy, who uh, could not get past the analyzation, the analysis, right? He did never want to talk to sellers. He never wanted to go lower. You know, whenever I would tell him, hey, you need to pay this, right? He would always say, no, I think we can get X, Y, Z. Okay. Andy was gone in like six weeks. Okay. And believe me, this is a guy who had experience, who knew the market, who had access to the multiple listing service, had every tool known to man and wanted to do things his way. Now, Pete was hungry. He was naive. He wasn't jaded. He said, Todd, I'm just going to listen to you. And by the way, I, I don't recommend this, but Pete used to come in and work for like an hour or two hours every day. That's it. Totally ADD. But he would just go low. He would say, okay, you know what, Todd, I'm just going to listen to you and I'm going to you know, look at the numbers. I'm going to use the calculation. And when in doubt, I'm just going low. And long story short, Pete locked up like one to two deals every single week. All right. And Pete was making me 60 to 80 grand a month, every single month for like eight months straight. Now, Pete lasted for about, for, for about a year total. Right. But that's not the point of the story is that he had instant, instant success. He did what I said. He went really, really low. He got a lot of no's. He's got kicked in the teeth and he didn't care what other people thought when he knew he needed to go lower. Right. Andy, on the other hand, was so obsessed with getting that number just right. He never made low ball offers. Okay. So how do you translate this to you? Well, number one, is if you think you need to go lower, your initial gut is almost always right. But once you know where you need to be, right? First of all, you should start lower than that number, right? Start lower and then have the seller negotiate you up, if possible, to the number that you need to be at, all right? Next, if for whatever reason, you're like, Todd, I have no idea. Fine. What I'm gonna do then is I'm going to talk to a broker in that area, who's very, very knowledgeable. And I'll say, hey, what would this property sell for on the open market? If it's a novation deal and you're going to sell it as is, that's one. If you're going to sell it to a, a cash buyer who's going to fix it up, that's another. So they will tell you that. But you just input the numbers in the calculator and it's going to spit that out for you, the number that you should offer. Very important. At that point, though, you got to get to it. Okay, so you've got to talk to the seller, make that offer of where you need to be even even if the seller is going to hang up on you and say, no way, and I'm not doing the deal. Because most of the time, 
The reason why we spend time in front of the computer and don't make the offers and try to massage and analyze and rationalize is because we're scared of that no, okay? And we do not want to do the real work or confront the truth (laughs) that we need to be lower. Now, I got to tell you, the majority of sellers who you talk to are not going to accept your offer, and that's okay. But the sooner you realize that, and you do not need to be a property value expert, I can tell you people who understand that we're looking for motivation, right? We're looking for a problem that we can solve. And if we know that a seller is there, we can get the seller down to our price. But if all of a sudden a seller is not motivated, I can't manufacture via spreadsheet or some voodoo and make them come down to where I need. The spreadsheet is not going to make the value of the property go up, okay? I'm going to say that again. The spreadsheet is not going to make the value of the property go up. (laughs) So when in doubt, go low. Make the offer and you will surprise yourself. So let me summarize. If you find yourself clicking on your mouse or clicking on your, you know, your trackpad here and you're staring at your computer screen, you're in trouble. Okay. Get on the phone, listen to sellers' problems and start negotiating. Okay. Staring in front of a computer screen is a function of trying to lock up deals too high and usually a fear because you know you need to be lower, right? And you don't want to hear no or the seller is asking more. And now you're trying to adjust and rationalize your offer based on what they said and not what the calculator is. When in doubt, go low. The worst the seller can say is no, right? That rhymes, right? When in doubt, go low. The worst the seller could say is no. (laughs) Now, I can tell you that I've had people who are an expert in property values who knew everything. I've seen those guys make no money. I've seen other guys who know nothing about real estate who understand that sellers have problems and needs and emotional gaps that we can help fill, right? And those people are the ones who make money because they know that they can persuade the seller, okay, to take that price. Now, when I say persuade the seller, it means by asking for that price and then letting the seller come to the conclusion that that is okay. Really important, by the way, I always recommend having a real estate broker on your team so you can always get a second opinion from a broker. Make sure it's one that has experience, right, in rehabbing houses and understands investment properties and is in the market, right? But get a number from them, put it in the spreadsheet, it'll spit out exactly what you need, okay? I can tell you this, I've coached this thousands of times. The people who understand this make the most amount of money. Okay. So remember when in doubt, go low. The worst the seller can say is no. Reminder, by the way, if uh, you want to hook up with me in that Facebook group, go to wholesalingincgroup.com. Hit me up at Todd Toback and I would love to connect with you. Let me know about an episode that you'd like to hear a problem, challenge, deal, high five, whatever it is, reach out. And I would love to answer your question, love to interact with you. And I will talk to you on the next episode. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.